This is the number one showbiz podcast. It's Talk for Two. Here's your host, Matt Bailey. Thank you, Gary. Welcome in, everybody. Well, how many of you saw that emotional Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion on HBO where Will Smith reconciled with Janet Hubert? That was pretty impactful, made the news. The special is streaming on HBO Max, and I had the chance to speak with one of the stars of one of my favorite sitcoms growing up. I used to watch it on Nick at Night, Daphne Maxwell-Reed. She came in at the end of season three to replace Janet Hubert when uh, when she left the show under those tensions with Will Smith. And she actually spoke with me about her role and how she wasn't really a part of that drama, and so it didn't affect her. She was very, very candid about her time on Fresh Prince and the experience doing the reunion. We also talk about a lot of other things to do with her career. She was on WKRP in Cincinnati, as well as Hill Street Blues for five years in a recurring role. So she has done a whole heck of a lot. She's married to the actor Tim Reed. Uh, So she's been in this business for decades, and it was just a joy to talk to her. So here now to tell us all about her time working with the iconic Will Smith, our interview with Daphne. Maxwell Reed. Daphne Maxwell Reed, welcome to the show. How are you today? Oh, doing very well today. Very well. Sunshine. Oh, yeah. It's pretty warm for for October down here. Uh, I'm in D.C. and you're in uh, you're in New York, Rich- correct? Or are you in Virginia? No, I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, wow. Not too far away from me. No. It's been a mild autumn. <laughs> it really has. And some beautiful days. Beautiful days. Yes, indeed. Well, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion is coming up this fall. Tell us a little bit about your involvement. I got invited to join the cast for a 30-year reunion of the beginning of our show. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a wonderful, wonderful week in L.A. just being treated like kings and queens and having a blast seeing everybody all at the same time on our old living room set. It's hard to believe it's been, I mean, I grew up watching that show uh, on Nick at Night. I mean, it's hard to believe that it's been, that it's been 30 years since the show started. If you you watched it on Nick at Night, you're the second generation because it was an NBC show. Yes. (laughs) So... You're young still. We're on our third generation of watchers, which I think is incredible. Yeah, what do you make of that, that the show has stood the test of time, that it it's a 90s show that even kids who weren't born when it was airing can, can enjoy? I think it's because we concentrated on themes that are universal, mm-hmm. and they have to do with family dynamics, love, um, dealing with opportunities, dealing with challenges. And that's a kind of a universal kind of thing. It's a fish out of water story, which always works. And I think Will Smith being the dynamic personality that he is, has been able to stay, I guess, uh, relevant Mm -hmm. to each of the following generations with the work that he's done. So I think he's the catalyst <laughs> and it's working. <laughs> well, it was it might have been a vehicle for him, but it was a true ensemble 
uh, ensemble show, you all had your moments of vulnerability. You all had your moments of being the straight man, being the comic. What was it like, the creative process for creating this show? What was the, what was the environment like for doing the show? We were very blessed in that um, on our Monday script reading table reads, Mm -hmm. we were allowed to comment on the timber. We were allowed to inject the actual cultural dynamics of a black community to people who may not have been exposed to that community. And it kept the script honest. Mm-hmm. It kept our characters honest to the people that we were portraying. And it displayed a side of the community that was not really shown on a lot of different uh, television shows at the time. Mm-hmm. So I just think it was a fabulous place. I had been on many, many shows before The Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. And to have the opportunity to have creative input is a real blessing. Yeah. And it did something. It showed African-American families, black families as middle class, wealthy. It really ran the spectrum in a way that only one other TV show, which we won't mention because it's his. Uh, really? Oh. Yeah. What was showing uh, at the time, the Cosby show, for better or for worse, for Bill. I mean, the work still is out there. I mean, I, I can understand that that mission was was very important. And as we said, it's it stood the test of time. Um, I have to ask, I know that you were the second Aunt Viv. Was there, was there, was it awkward to come in replacing an actor? Was that hard for you? Not at all. (laughs) I was happy to have a job (laughs) (laughs) and they welcomed me. They knew of my work before they respected my work. They welcomed me with open arms and, Whatever had happened before in the previous three years with the other actress, Janet, Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with me, and they never talked about it. So I never got involved in the imbroglio (laughs) that was going on, and they never spoke about it. We just went on as if nothing had happened, kind of indicative of the way I was introduced on the show mm-hmm. in the scene where Jazzy Jeff brings a gift for the new baby yeah. and um, makes the offhanded comment, oh, you sure look different since you had that baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was so perfect. And Will just broke the fourth wall, looked at the camera and shrugged. And we just went on and never spoke about it again. <laughs> Now, how did you come to the role? Was it an audition? Were you called up? What's your history? How did you come to the show? I was um, asked to go to the audition when it first started, and I had just completed three back-to-back series with my husband, and we were pooped and moving to Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) And um, rap had just started, and it was becoming popular, and I wasn't a big fan of rap. Mm Mm-hmm. And they said, we've got a show for you to audition for um, with a young rap star. And I said, "Uh, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And I walked away from the audition. Um, When I saw the show airing that fall, 
I said, oh, that's a really cute show. <laughs> so three years later, they called and asked if I would come and audition for the show. And I'm talking about an actual audition, start from scratch audition. Mm. Like they had never seen me before. <laughs> and um, I had to compete against about 200 other women. Oh, wow. But uh, by the third callback, I got to do the scene with James Avery. Mm -hmm. And we just clicked. And I think they saw that. And that's how I probably got the part. Let's talk about James a little bit and your chemistry on screen. It was it was fabulous. One of the best on-screen married couples, I think. And James, of course, his legacy with Fresh Prince. What was that like working with him? And, and what was your relationship like off-camera, working on scripts, socializing? Uh, talk about how you guys just clicked for the roles. Well, we just clicked for sure. Mm -hmm. um, he was a warm, wonderful, brilliant man. And we had a lot of the same interests. We had interests in uh, black art and jazz and philosophies. And he and his wife and my husband and I would travel together off season mm -hmm. and just laugh our asses off. I mean, <laughs> it was just, he was just a, such a brilliant man. And for the cast, he was like the the rock. Mm -hmm. He was the real father figure of that family. And he was respected as a consummate actor. He gave notes to people that they accepted willingly because he did it with such love and knowledge. Yeah. So he was he was a wonderful, wonderful man. Now, last thing I want to ask about Fresh Prince. Obviously, you can't talk about Fresh Prince without talking about Will. Did everybody have a sense, uh, especially, I mean, you came in in the middle of the show's run and in the, the middle of its fame and, and how it was exploding for everybody in the cast, but did everybody have a sense that more was in store for Will, uh, you know, once the show was wrapped, that he'd go on to have this fabulous movie and production career? Well, he did that while he was doing the show. Of course. <laughs> we watched him do that um, with six degrees of separation. And he was working when we weren't. Yeah. And um, the way his, I guess his way of working, his passion with what he was doing was palpable. Mm-hmm. He brought 190% to rehearsal. He was always willing to learn, to grow, to... He had more energy than nine Energizer bunnies. <laughs> and he was also very smart. You could tell he was smart. We would sit on the couch in the um, living room between when we were supposedly working, uh, <laughs> and we would have philosophical discussions about... Euripides or, or anything. I, he was a very smart and curious young man. And curiosity always gives you the opportunity to learn something more. And mm -hmm. he was hungry for learning. You could see it. Yeah. And he had a lot of energy. I, I was really proud <laughs> of him as we went along. But by the time we got through, I 
it was like watching your child bloom. It was just fabulous. I love that. And he's a dear, dear, good person. So I'm, I'm very, very happy for him and his family. Well, that's great. And let's talk about you. The other role that you are so well known for is your time on Hill Street Blues. And I have to tell you, I'm a big, big, big cop show fan. I mean, I watch all the Law and Orders, the NYPD Blues, Hill Street Blues. And that really was the beginning of that genre. So if we could talk a little bit about how you came to work for to work on Hill Street for five seasons, five, six seasons, I would love that because, again, that's one of my favorite genres. Did you have a sense that you were a part of something that would just continue to grow and spin off many, you know, rip off? Well, don't want to say rip offs, but copycats and <laughs> and a, a genre unto itself. I was only guest starring on that show mm-hmm. and I would show up maybe once a year on the show yeah. as somebody's girlfriend or something. It was a wonderful new way of working mm-hmm. and it was early in my career out in Los Angeles. So it was an opportunity to be on another show that was working and uh, otherwise Working with Michael and Torian, it was just a joy. Mm-hmm. I always had the opportunity to have a great time on these shows that I worked on. Mm-hmm. And Hill Street was one of very many uh, series that I did back then. Matlock and mm-hmm. A Man Called Sloan. And there were a lot of shows going on back then, and they were network based because there were only three networks at that time. And I was blessed to be able to bounce around and work a show here and work a show there, really grow a career from day to day, basically. How has the industry changed? Is it harder to get work now with, or is it easier because all of the streaming services and the cable, you talk about how everything was network-based and guest star to guest star role is it do you think it's easier or harder now to find that kind of work i think it's very hard to find that kind of work now because they don't have the support systems that they used to have mm-hmm. and for us older americans <laughs> it's hard to get noticed by the young people who are running things which is fine they they have their ideas and they're young people they want to work with they don't think about us old heads too often (laughs) so uh, you get to work when you make work or with relationships or auditions I still audition for things even though I've worked in the business for 40 years I Mm -hmm. still audition so it's it's different there are lots and lots of opportunities for people to produce things because there's so many more platforms but to get enough eyeballs to keep going. I don't know how they're making money doing these things because it's so divided. The advertisers are bouncing all over the place and following one person and then all of a sudden following another rather than building a, a cadre of, of folk that they work with. Mm-hmm. It's just very, very different. I wouldn't say better or worse. It's just real different. 
so other than the reunion, which we'll we'll wrap talking about that in a minute, but what else have you been working on? What else can we expect from you? Right after the reunion, the first of December, mm-hmm. I'm starring in a Christmas movie. Oh wow! Called the Business of Christmas, and it's a lovely little uh, film about a family who has a toy store that they're getting ready to lose due to changes in financing mm-hmm. and a family that comes back together to save the store. Did you film it during the pandemic or was it well after? It was just before the pandemic. I left Los Angeles three days before they shut it down in March. <laughs> yep. Could probably know so the dates. I was, yep. I was lucky with that one. That's great. Now let's wrap here in the last few minutes we have left talking about this reunion and what people can expect. You you filmed it. It was such a great get-together, like you said. What what can we expect as we look ahead to, to what's in the show? You can expect to see a lot of laughter and tears and dancing mm-hmm. and surprises as we were given surprises at that event. Um, it was... Oh, (laughs) it was a joy. You're going to hear stories like we heard that we had never heard before Mm. of what was going on behind the scenes and what individual people were doing. And lots of ideas of uh, where Will and a nice young man are taking the next version of Fresh Prince in a dramatic uh, direction. Mm-hmm. Lots of announcements and sharing of stories and a wonderful tribute to James. Well, it wouldn't be the reunion. You know, we all wish he could be there. And so that's wonderful that you paid tribute yeah. to him. You know, maybe you don't want to respond to this, but there's a lot of frustration that that Fresh Prince is coming back. I mean, there's a lot of excitement, too, but there's there's a sense of like, let it be. It was lightning in a bottle. Let it be. What do you? Oh, it is. It, it, we are not coming back. Well, that they're doing the, <laughs> that they're do that they're taking it in this new direction. There, that's a whole different project, okay. and it's just based on the concept of Fresh Prince. It is not the characters of Fresh Prince. It's, it's different. See, I think people are quick to the. I'm glad you said that because I think people are quick to the jump to go. Oh my gosh, no, no, no. Will would you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. Well, well, Daphne yeah. Maxwell Reed, this was a true treat. You are lightning in a bottle. Thank you so oh, much. Thank this... you so much, Matt. It was lovely talking to you. Daphne, thank you so much. It was a true joy talking with you. I really appreciate your time. It was so much fun to hear your story, your career. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And everyone, go check out the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. If you grew up watching the show like I did, it will be an emotional roller coaster. That is it for, it is streaming right now, I should say before I sign off, it is streaming right now on HBO Max. That is it for us today. Remember, you could always check out talkfor2.com for the latest episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at talkfor2. Also check out my TikTok at talkfor2. There's going to be a bunch of content. I goof off on there, going to post interview teasers, might even start a little TikTok cooking show at talkfor2. 
uh, on our TikTok. Really, really excited about this. We also have our Instagram, at TalkFor2Pod, and you can reach out to me at TalkFor2Cast, T-A-L-K-F-O-R-T-W-O-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Signing off, I'm Matt Bailey, reminding everyone out there to keep talking for two. You can hear more show business interviews with the stars at talkfor2.com. <laughs>